Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 207 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for transforming our hearts as we read your word. Help us hear the message that will draw us closer to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. We start reading in Mark today. The introduction to Mark in my Bible is fascinating. This is the shortest account of Jesus' life. He portrays Jesus as a man of action. The words immediately and at once are written in this rendition of Jesus' story more than 30 times. It is commonly thought that Mark wrote this account based on Peter's and other disciples' experiences with Jesus. First, Mark writes about John the Baptist and his ministry of repentance and baptism. There are just a few verses about John before Jesus is baptized by him and led into the wilderness. By verse 12, we already see our key words, at once and immediately. See if you can find how many more times these words are used in this chapter alone. In very few words, we read that Jesus was led into the wilderness, tempted, and then started his ministry. He immediately began selecting his disciples who immediately followed him. He taught in the synagogue and healed a man from unclean spirits. The people were amazed. Then he healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law and she began waiting on them right away. I love this story because it demonstrates how service is valued. Jesus didn't tell her to rest and be comfortable so she wouldn't get sick again. He healed her and immediately she began serving. May we be so inclined to serve others as well. After dark, he was brought before many people who were sick and some who were possessed by demons. Jesus healed them all. This was a long day for him, and it kept getting longer. I imagine he was tired and drained, but instead of getting a good night's rest, he went out to a deserted place to pray. He knew his spirit needed to be recharged, and he went straight to the source, his Father and our God. Note that he went to a deserted place to pray. When I need some time with God, time to be restored, I require quiet. May we seek to hear from God and be restored by him. Lastly, we read that Jesus healed a leper. He was moved with pity and sympathy, and he healed him. The downside to this miracle is the man's disobedience. Jesus told the man to not tell anyone about his healing. Verse 45 says, But he went out and began to talk so freely about it and blaze abroad the news, spreading it everywhere, that Jesus could no longer openly go into a town, but was outside in lonely desert places. This man cost Jesus his freedom to roam about freely in town and stay in comfortable places. Instead, he was living as an outcast in lonely, deserted places while saving the world. May we be obedient to God. As we learn more, let us do more to be in alignment with God and his will for our lives. Well, let's see what's happening in Romans chapter 8. There are so many verses underlined in my Bible in this chapter, starting with the very first one, which says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no adjudging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. Paul writes that God did what the law could not do when he sent his Son to die for us. We just read in Mark about obedience to God. In verse 5, it says, but those who are according to the Spirit and are controlled by the desires of the Spirit set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Yes, this is how we can be obedient. When we seek the Holy Spirit's guidance and surrender to his calling, 
we have the strength and desire to please him and be obedient to him. To expand on this principle even more, verse 6 says, But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. While life and peace forever are close to perfection, and we are given this as we surrender to the Holy Spirit. Paul points out that we can put sin to death in our hearts as we make it a habit to do so. As we live for the Lord, his spirit brings us closer to him, and our spirits know him as our Abba, our Father. We are his children and therefore heirs with Christ. Ah, there are so many verses that are note card worthy in this chapter. Take your time here. Pick out at least three and write the words that speak to your heart. Verses 26 through 29 and 31 through 39 are power packed with some of the best words to increase our faith found in the Bible. Again, take your time and breathe in the magnificence of God and his love for you before moving on to our next reading. Let's see what's happening in Nehemiah chapters 7 and 8 today. Nehemiah finished setting up all the logistics of all those who were gatekeepers, singers, and Levites. Then he put his brother in charge over Jerusalem. Nehemiah didn't do any of this for his own glory. He simply wanted to rebuild the walls and set things in order so the people could worship God. He set everything up for the safety of the people and for the house of God. The city opened late and closed early. There weren't a lot of people to protect the large city, so they needed to be strategic about how they would effectively use each person. In verse 5, he writes that God told him to count all the people for future records. So all the people were counted, those who had been taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar and returned to Jerusalem and Judah. Only about 2% of the Jews actually returned to Jerusalem. The rest stayed in Babylon. It may have seemed easier for them to live there, but the people listed in this chapter were the ones who were called back to Jerusalem. They desired to serve God and were obedient to the call to go back and serve. As such, their names are written in God's word. Such an honor to be mentioned in the book of life. In chapter 8, there is great rejoicing, but not at first. Everyone gathered together to hear the book of Moses being read by Ezra the high priest. Some of the people were mourning and weeping when Nehemiah, Ezra, and the Levites told the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. Ezra said, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet drink, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord, and not to be grieved and depressed. For the joy of the Lord is your strength and stronghold. We can take this same wise advice. The joy of the Lord is our strength, even when our circumstances look bleak. Let us be joyful in the one who made us and came to save us. As the people continued to learn about the law, they decided to make booths to celebrate the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. This hadn't been done since the days of Joshua, but was done here. Verse 17 tells us there was great rejoicing. Every day of the feast, the book of the law of God was read. God is holy, my friend, and the Israelites' obedience caused them great joy, and they praised God. Well, let's see what we can learn from Psalm 26. David prays for God to vindicate him. He asks God to examine his heart and mind because he has always had faith in the Lord. Then he makes a list of the sinful things he's not done. He writes that he washes his hands in innocence, that I may make the voice of thanksgiving heard and may tell of all your wondrous works. King David knew that as he stayed true to God, he would live in thankfulness and would be so blessed by God that he would have to tell everyone about his great God. Verse 8 says, Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. We read again about David reverencing the presence of God. May we seek after God, worship him, and sit in his presence. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for changing us little by little as we read about you and the love you have for us in your word. Keep us seeking you, Father. Help us worship you as you desire us to worship. 
May we sit in your presence for a few precious moments today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.